Thank you so much for joining the Dr. Whisperer podcast show. I am your host, Sharon Feckety, and you are here to listen to others talk about the business of medicine. Don't forget to subscribe, share it with somebody else that is in the business of medicine so we can all learn together. Thank you for being here and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Dr. Whisperer Show, or welcome for your first time. Uh, If it is your first time, I hope you stick around and listen to some other episodes. But today, I'm very happy to be interviewing a wonderful woman. I love me a woman in business, Um, the VP and Director of Design for Crossfield, Carolyn Bolt. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So Carolyn and I spent, you know, a few moments before hitting record, like I always do. And and usually I go, stop, stop. I want to save that for the show. And that's what I did (laughs) because (laughs) I really believe in the work that Carolyn is doing. And I think if you've been an avid listener or uh, viewer, whatever you're doing today, watching or viewing, hopefully if you are watching, you are not driving. But um, I hope that you take into consideration how important this conversation is, especially when it comes to the business of medicine. You cannot market a space if you do not inhabit the space that you are marketing. So Carolyn is going to tell us a little bit about her and her, uh, I always love the story behind why somebody des- you know, decides to go into this space, which is the space and the business of medicine. Thank you. Yes. Do you want me to just start? Go for it. That's okay. what we do here. We just That's, run jump it. Jump in. Jump in. So, um, so as you said, I'm an interior architect, and I was involved in all types of space, commercial, always commercial, and got involved with Life University, which is a large chiropractic college that's here in the Atlanta area, and. they were in a bad space and I started to become their facility designer to help get them out of where they were, if you know any history of them, about 2003. But I got totally immersed in the business of chiropractic and Mm -hmm. understanding the challenges that the holistic practitioner has in the world of medicine. So why I was so fascinated with that is I already was a follower of holistic medicine. My my story is that my father had chemo, had cancer very young and the can he basically he basically died of chemotherapy mm. so he didn't die of cancer mm. and that took me on this path i was 23 years old of like what else is out there mm-hmm. so i was already in the world of holistic health and and definitely chiropractic and and all of that and integrative type medicine and saw that how can i help elevate more people to understand the quality and the impact that this alternative medicine can have instead of just 100% focus on the medical community. Mm. So we um, had an opportunity to teach classes to the students. Just We just did it out of grace. And um, we also had an opportunity to work with a couple of startup chiropractors and I fell in love with helping the small business person instead of working big corporate with big corporations that I'd done for the last 30 years. Mm. So th- that together with just this passion to help holistic health ele- be elevated and more people become aware of it. And I, I feel like it's happening. Yeah. I feel like COVID's actually helped it. 
Mm -hmm. Honestly, when people are taking more responsibility for their health instead of just, and that's part of holistic health. You have to take responsibility for it. And part of the reason that we, well, if you think about commercial design where we were going earlier, commercial design is not a luxury. Commercial design is part of your business plan mm -hmm. because your environment is, it, it needs to create your success. It needs right. to, it needs to be part of it. And it does not, it's so, it needs to be paid attention to. And so why I'm on these podcasts is pay attention to your environment, be intentional about it. Because what people see when they first walk in, they're going to make judgment about you immediately, just like they do in a retail space. And especially in a holistic health practice where people are there often, it's going to create a culture like they would in a hospitality space. So right. our focus is to create a healing space, but also it's part of your marketing. It's part of your image and who you are. Right. So I'm going to jump in here. Um, and, you know, Carolyn, she had a know me back in 2016 when I was screaming about this on every um, local news station that I could get my hands on to talk about the importance of creating a space for your business, especially when it comes to the health space. I don't actually care if it is holistic, if it's a hospital, if it's a, a regular, regular medical office, if it's insurance-based, if it's cash-based, if you are trying to help anybody that is struggling, your space should dictate a place of healing yes. and a place of Zen yes. and a place of uh, light and uh, real plants, not silk plants yes. that actually um, hurt your health. <laughs> Um, and you're 100% right about the design and the judgment of what people do when they A, meet you as a human, or B, walk into your home, walk into your business. And if you are selling, my goodness, if you are selling any type of wellness, you really have to match your space with what you're selling. For somebody who loves branding and marketing, I am 92% of the time disgusted with what I walk in and see. Mm. And it is getting better, like you said, Carolyn, but I don't want to give them too much credit because people know me to be a truth slayer. So let's just get real about this for a minute. If I walk into your space and I see any kind of dust or dirt, or there's no good uh, air circulation or air filtration, if you do have fake plants, I am judging you. And thinking, <laughs> what kind of well package are you selling us if you don't believe in it in your own work environment? And I'm sure, Carolyn, that you feel the same way. I mean, we spend so much time at work. Why wouldn't we create a space that helps us feel good? So why don't you talk, instead of me always talking, <laughs> that's why you're here, Carolyn. But why don't you share in my language? So there you keep going. Right. I and I this is my show. So I talk a damn lot, not like other people. I want to have a conversation. And I think that this conversation is way too important. I know you've been in business for a long time, so you don't have to sell what you do. It works. I know it works. I have gone into a space as somebody who consults for the business of medicine, and I've said, I go, ooh, we need some kind of a healing in here. <laughs> There's too much clutter. I can't, I can't work like this. Um, we yeah. have to get out of this because this is 
the feng shui alone of your space is going to hurt the patient walking in the door. So why don't you talk about some of the benefits of the design that you create for these healthy, well spaces? Some of the benefits. So um, so from a marketing standpoint, let's just start there for a second, mm-hmm. um, because there is a return on investment. Totally. Have, right? So we talk about the fact that, well, one, the return on investment comes from it making sure it functions. So we talk right. a lot about form follows function. So we have to make sure it works well. We have to make sure it flows well. If, if it doesn't flow well, everyone gets frustrated. Mm-hmm. You're losing money. You're losing time. You're losing the ability to really flow the way you want to. So that energy of frustration needs to go away, but mm-hmm. by working well. So first that we need to make that because you don't want to put lipstick on a pen. If it's not working, yes. it's not going to work. Okay. Amen. So make sure it's working. And then the form, the three-dimensional space is that creation of the environment. Mm-hmm. So the first thing we, we look at is who are you? How are you showing up? What do you want to show up? And who is your ideal patient? Mm-hmm. Because we're designing for them. Right. Yes, it's going to be a lot for you because you typically... They tend to work with people that are like themselves, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And that you're designing for your ideal patient and what are their expectations? And and we talk a lot about the fact that um, retail design uses designers so that when you walk into that store, what they're selling and the environment is congruent. If it's not, you probably have a bad business. So whether mm-hmm. it's even we even when I teach uh, students at the universities, it's like think about when you walk into Walmart. Walmart's the low price leader. That space was very very intentionally designed to be absolutely congruent with being the low price leader. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad space. It's just it's it's low level. It's low price. It's fast. It's lots of bright lights, lots of hard surfaces, lots of lots and lots of things visually that you see. And that makes you feel like you're in a garage sale of sorts. Mm. So all of that support, I'm getting a deal, you know, yeah. I'm getting a deal. It doesn't matter how, I, what I look like when I walk in, I'm just going to get the deal. Right. Turn it to the opposite and you go into a high-end designer store and it's totally opposite. It's purposely designed. Every item is perfectly positioned. There's not a lot of clutter. You don't see, you don't know the price and you care about how you dress and what you do and how you show up when you go in there. Mm-hmm. So doctor's offices need to think about, most of them don't want to be a Walmart. Most of them really don't want to be that high-end designer because that's a little out of range for some of their patients. So how do they find that place in between so that when their patient walks in, they feel that congruency. So that's the first thing we do. So that's that impact, that first impression. Actually, it's the second thing we do after maximizing your space, but then attracting the patient. Then retaining the patient is that culture. So that's where we talk about that healing environment. That's where we talk about that um, non-evasive, non-clinical, those are words I'm using because we're changing a little bit, but it's healing. It's warm. It, it's, it's, you talked about the plants. Not only is the visual healing and warm, but we talked about the, the type of products that you use and are they, we talked about the wellness or lead products or things that are actually healthy for you that aren't emitting things into the environment that will actually make people sicker. 
So all of those things kind of come into the culture of the space. Yeah. Now that is um, for sure. (laughs) I'm just, I'm thinking about how important it is. You know, um, when I used to run a, a practice here in the Tampa Bay area, one of my greatest complaints to the doctors was about the, the lighting. So, you know, it's, I call them like lab lights, you know, people feel like they're in some kind of lab. The ballast is always blinking. I always have to change the ballast. It's so unhealthy to have just bad lighting. Yes. Um, For sure. So the lighting is just one of so many factors that go into creating a, a healthy space, a space that makes people feel warm and comfortable. And I do believe, and I would assume that you feel the same way when I get contacted a lot, when somebody's opening a new practice and they want to help, they want me to help them, you know, design it, put people in there, not design it, design the, the, the business flow. Yes not design the interior because that is not my bag. And I too believe in hiring professionals in my own home. When I had a space in my own house that I couldn't figure out where to put the furniture, I brought in a professional designer to, to help me and create a plan where we would feel, wouldn't feel so cramped. So I think that um, when somebody is opening a new space, they think about all of these important vendors But I do believe that one of the most important that is forgotten is their commercial interior designer. I mean, your, your specialty with architecture and understanding how to create a space that has a flow of money. Yes. Yes. There was so much truth to that people like don't block yourselves with the negative things you're saying about money. That's bad enough. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> don't block the yes. physical spaces too. Yes. So yes. do you feel that, um, do you usually get hired before the building is built or are you brought in when you have to kind of break it down and start over? Hopefully before the building is right? built. So we don't have to break it down and right. start over. Yes. So yeah. our, our ideal path would be to actually get involved before they ever go look for space. Right. Because we, so we're full architecture and full interiors and engineering. We create full sets of permanent drawings, the whole bit. But we're very, very, very consultative. Mm-hmm. So we're not your $4 a square foot architect that'll just draw up a plan and get it into permit. Mm-hmm. We're very much focused on digging into what you need, how mm-hmm. much square footage you need, and what and creating that vision of the branding of the environment that you're going to have before you ever go look for space. And what that does is that sets you up for success. We have so many people come to us um, and they've already leased the space and then they start to tell us everything they want to put in it and they don't have enough space to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's really sad because then they start having to compromise before they're really ready to. So, and not that you have to get the biggest space in the planet, but coming to us first helps us talk and consult through if this is your goal, what do we do and what do you look for? Do you know what mm. I'm saying? Oh, I and do. Then, and then how much, if you go this much higher in square footage, what kind of revenue will that new space create for you? So it's very much driven on that return on investment of that space. That's the first thing we do. So we call, we actually have it, have our whole process broken down into steps. And that's what we call step one. That right. is creating the vision for the space. 
You know, every doctor listening or watching knows that your traditional insurance only goes so far. Your malpractice only goes so far. So there's real risks that can actually keep you up at night. You know that. I know that. I've watched you stressed out the next day from all of these insurance issues. Well, SRA 831B admin helps you mitigate these risks and lower your tax liability by putting money into a vehicle that is tax advantage to self-insure risks that fall out of your traditional property and casualty insurance. I would not have them as a sponsor if I did not believe 100% that they can actually help you. So to find out more information, please check out the website that is in the show notes. Contact them today. I promise you won't regret it. This podcast is sponsored by Doc2Doc, the personal lending platform designed for doctors by doctors. Dr. Doc believes that traditional lenders overestimate the risk of lending money to doctors, focusing too much on challenges of their financial past and giving them insufficient credit for the promise of their financial future. Yeah, we love what Dr. Doc is doing within our community. That is for sure. And we encourage you to visit their website at drdoclending.com. Learn more about them today. So I'm going to say something bold that Carolyn seems like she's a much nicer human being than I am. So let's stop hiring the doctor's wife to design the interior of your space. That has been the one of many problems that I have encountered when um, a physician says, we're going to open this new space and my wife has a really great eye for design. And I think, yeah, that's probably very true. She's probably outfitted your home to look a lot better than you did because you'd probably just get a recliner. So we need to move away from not understanding how important it is to have the right entrance. And, you know, in social media with the company that I own, we ask for a branding kit. Now, most people don't know what I'm talking about. So I laugh and I say, I need a branding kit and they don't know. So it's like your color palette. I need to know what your color palette is. And then when I get the branding kit and then I walk into the space physically, I'm always so surprised how it doesn't match. It doesn't align. So when you think if, and you too, Carolyn, like I would only want to work with people that were just starting out because then it's just a mess to clean up. (laughs) (laughs) But if you start with thinking about How do I want it to look physically, feel physically? And then how do I want the space to look online? Because that is the world that we live in. Yes, yes, very much so, very much so. And I just want to speak to that a minute about the wives. We work with, we work with a lot of couples, okay? I'm so sorry. Well, it's, (laughs) I'll say it, it doesn't matter what you say. I say it because I've had nothing but issues when it comes to working with, unfortunately, spouses and people that are related because it gets in in the way of the business and people's feelings get hurt. So I will continue. Let me me say this. We work with a lot of couples that are in business together. Even worse. Fantastic. I'm kidding. I'm I'm just kidding, Carolyn. Go ahead. That's why people listen to me because they know I'm going to say something ridiculous. So thank you. But what but what we're able to do is take the giftings of let's say it's the wife that does have a good decorating eye. Yes. I mean they ex- you know they're out there. 
right. they have the ability to take their giftings and blend with them and guide them through the commercial interior architecture space of itself. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? So um, yeah, we work with couples like that all the time. We work mm -hmm. with a lot of couples that are, you know, they're, they're both doctors mm -hmm. you know? and they're both, they're both trying to run the business or one's more business minded and one's more clinical minded. You know, there's always that mix. They find their, they find their path, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's we get them all the time. Oh, my wife's going to do that, but you still need the foundation built. Yeah. You'll need the lighting. They, the wife usually can't do the lighting. The wife can't do the front desk design. The wife can't do the millwork design. The wife can't do the, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's more than color. There's oh, Carolyn, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I know in a big way what you're saying. And I, I always just like to call a spade a spade. It's just hard, you know, when, when we do, when we're trying to build something great, it's sometimes more difficult to be in the medical industry and to um, have an understanding of, of where the ego will suit everybody best. And that is not in the design of the building. So, um, <laughs> but I, I do, I do understand. And I think well, women, we just have a better eye for design. Let's be real. So I understand the the connection, but I do know that your you know, when a physician is thinking they have so many expenses, right, that they have to consider, but they don't always consider marketing design, which I find very, very important, like one of the most important, like I would not have an office space that was not a well building because my brand speaks to an integrative medicine type of thinker. So why would I put myself in a building that had ballast, lighting, fake plants, no good, you know, circulation of air? Um, I We don't even have a microwave in our space. There's no EMF wave. So whatever it is that you're selling, that smart consumer is going to notice everything that you're talking about. So you have to take that into consideration when you are designing your space to create healing for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Carolyn, what, um, what was, what do you think has changed for you the most through this pandemic in terms of what have you seen out there in the market with your clients that are getting ready to open up a new space? Do you feel like there's a shift? Well, the shift is, is very, as far as design. Okay. There's two parts that have shifted. I believe that there's more public awareness of holistic health after yes. COVID. I think more people are becoming aware that um, I need to take responsibility. How do I protect myself? You know, there's been, you know, without getting political, there's been that shift. Okay. But as far as COVID, and I think we're getting past it, it really did hurt the construction industry. Mm -hmm. Very, very, the supply chain the length of time to get products and get projects. I had a mm -hmm. client in a Detroit area, put in for permit in March, started the lease, March, 2020. Everything shut down within a week or so after they put in for permit. His whole project was delayed almost two years between the permit office being shut down, supply chains. It was really... And, you know, at that one point, he had a contract to start paying rent 
and he couldn't even get into the space. So they worked through a lot of that, but it's, I, that was the worst. That was, that was the worst, but having the, I, you're seeing it come back. Um, the construction prices are still high, but we don't see them rising quite as much. And where are you? You're in Tampa. Yeah, I'm actually in Clearwater. I'm in Tampa Bay area. Yeah. Okay. So mm -hmm. you're still lingering. We see the area on the, from the hurricane too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, like with people down um, in Naples. Oh mm -hmm. my goodness. The construction prices are double what they yeah. should be just because of that. So that part of the, but that's hurricane, you know, there's always something that's processing through that. Yeah. that but, as, but as far as ho the holistic healthcare, I just see it more growing, mm -hmm. growing more and more awareness. Yeah, I agree. Well, um, I, I'm curious too, if you work closely with commercial realtors, um, and before you answer that, what I have witnessed as the consultant that starts from the beginning is the commercial realtor is an acting designer. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. But they they come up with this whole design and they tell us that they incorporate that into their and I'm like, oh, no, let's not do that. Just like I feel, um, and I always like to give comparisons on the show so people can understand me quicker. You know, there's an accountant, but there's a, a bookkeeper and then there's a financial advisor. It's all separate. There's not one person. People do usually one or two things amazing. When it gets beyond that, it gets a little scary to me. So do you have, like, who are your partners in business? Well, we have, um, I would say we only have one trusted real estate broker. A shame. And I'd love to have more. Yeah. But you're right. There are a lot that say that. So, so even though they're in the commercial world, mm -hmm. that concept that interior design is a luxury. Mm or that it's not respected or that it's mm -hmm. you know, anybody that can pick colors can do it okay. and not really understanding the whole thing. Now, architecture is necessary totally, right? because you have to get an architecture, but interior, what we do is, is architecture. So mm -hmm. just, you know, there's a lot of, in fact, we call ourselves interior architects more than because, in, and then there's interior decorators mm -hmm. because the word interior design, nobody knows what it means. They right. know, understand interior architect, they understand decorator. So we just kind of quit using the word interior designer because, you know, it's that first um, of knowledge where people really don't understand. Saying that we see um, the landlords, well, this, what we see is they go find a contractor and then mm -hmm. the contractors want to be designers. Right. So they walk through the space and they say, this is what I want to do. And the contractor, I always laugh and say, you know, you walk through the space with two contractors. One of them's creative. One of them's an order taker. Mm -hmm. The creative one starts giving you all these ideas and starts, and their bid is going to come back three times higher than the one that's just an order taker, but they don't, you don't have apples and apples at all. Right. So that's the challenge that we see a lot of times where they just, they're not going, they're just like you said, the contractor's good at some things, but. Yeah. It's, you know, it always comes down to, um, 
understanding that, you know, you have to know what you're good at and what you're not at. And unfortunately, people would rather take um, money from anywhere instead of uh, doing right by the client. And that's really how I feel. Um, and, 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 you know, even when I said, you know, I had a designer come in for my house, I live in a ranch home you know, in Florida, I don't live in some three-story home. This is not luxury by any means. We have a beautiful home, but I don't look at it that way. I look at design as so important and space so important and, and how, you know, I have a white desk. I have a white chair. Oh wow! I have Buddha on my desk over here. I have Lala over there. I have all these beautiful artifacts that help me stay Zen throughout my podcasting days, but it is so important. And I, I would really encourage anybody that is in the commercial real estate industry to really consider um, reaching out to Carolyn and, and, and having a conversation because really, and truly you, if you put the client first, you would know that the space is such a vital part of their success. Very much so. Just to add to this, this real estate broker that we work with, um, he now sends his clients, he works with a lot of startups, specifically chiropractic, that's how we found him through the universities. And um, he sends them to us because they'll say, how much space do we need? And he'll say, how do you, because that's where they start. And how do you know that? And if they have any kind of variation off Kind of his base plan of what he knows will fit into the space, he sends them to us because he says, you don't know what you're talking about. You need to figure it out. <laughs> you know what I'm right. So we appreciate that. And we yeah. also, you know, have a lot of resources. We started out as teaching and a blog before we ever started this business. Okay. Because mm. we were still doing commercials for big commercial projects. In fact, it was, a, that's a whole business podcast we'll do sometime about how we merged into, um, we do design virtually all over the country. Nice. That's like, we started that in 2011. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. I and love now virtual is known, you know, now it's understood, but um, mm. yeah, we just kind of started a whole different model in the design world. And um, so, like I said, we really, really started by a blog and teaching and lots of resources, planning your offices, resources, et cetera. And there's a resource that we have just a landing page for your uh, listeners to listen to also having to go yeah. to also to get some of our free resources. And I'm going to have all of that information in the link. I, I hope that you'll come back and talk more about that. I'm very interested in the virtual design. There are, you know, I have clients myself in New York and Chicago and um, that I don't go see in person anymore, even you know, ones that are in the state of Florida that because of COVID, I've decided not to travel as much in my car. Um, Because if I'm really going to talk about sustainability, I really have to stop emitting all those fumes out there. (laughs) So um, I really appreciate this conversation. And I think that uh, your company can be a huge advantage to, uh, we'll put it this way, everybody, if you are like, 95% 95% of the physicians that I have worked with in the last 10 years, if if it is not an insurance model and it is cash-based, you don't have a choice. Your, your stuff better look good from online to in-person because nobody is going to pay out-of-pocket without their insurance card um, to a space that looks 
terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it just it hurt. It absolutely deters them. Yes. Absolutely. So, and I, I will say this for my Tampa Bay listeners, I'm going to compare it to this. I will go to the countryside mall wearing a baseball hat and my workout clothes. I will get dressed up to go to International Plaza because when I walk down the way and I see Tiffany's on the right and Louboutin on the left, I'm going to look better to be amongst those brands. Okay, people. (laughs) So Carolyn, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Karen. Don't forget to mitigate risk. Visit 831B.com for more information. Remember to check out doc to doc the personal lending platform designed for doctors by doctors.